up. Our climb will be steep. We may not get there in one year or even in one term. We as a people will get to the promised land. I promise you, we as a people will get there. And whenever men and women straighten their backs up, they are going somewhere because a man can't ride your back unless it is better. I'm not worried about anything. I'm not fearing anything. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to Everybody Mad, the podcast where nothing is off the table, facts are currency, and at some point, everyone will feel uncomfortable. This is what happens after. Welcome to Everybody Mad, the podcast. Welcome back to Everybody Mad. You're now into Everybody Mad chat room. This your boy, Rel, and I'm so happy, as always, y'all are here with me. Welcome back to season four. Uh, unpacking to connect with the essence is the theme, and you know, we're going to continue right along with that in this great episode that's coming to you. But before that, if you haven't already, make sure you're following on all social media platforms, Everybody Mad Pod, and on all major podcast platforms, Everybody Mad, you should be subscribing today. And if you have not, make sure you check out those bonus episodes from the off-season uh, that dropped. We we talked about cheating. We talked about how your granddaddy wasn't shit. Uh, there was a book release uh, podcast episode. So I want to make sure y'all go check those out. Uh, so as I said, we're about to have a great conversation. Um, I'm joined in the chat room with a guest this episode, and I'm about to have them introduce themselves. Uh, but before I get to that, I really uh, have been looking forward to just having this conversation with this person. Um, I think what you're about to get is just some really intellectual thoughts around uh, a couple of different things um, that should be talked about with actual intellectual thought. Like people should be able to have, you know, these sort of conversations around a variety of topics in a way that really connects to people. Um, isn't, you know, fluff and isn't like, you know, judgmental or critical of people, but uh, looks to be insightful of the thing that we're discussing. So, Say what's up to the people. Give your name, age, sex, location, and one unique fact about yourself. Okay. Hi, everybody. I'm Sade. Thank you, Rel, for having me today. That was a wonderful intro. Um, My age, I'm freshly 36. Woohoo! Happy belated. Thank you. Thank you. Freshly 36. Um, My sex, I am a cis-hetero female woman. Um, pronouns are she, her, and my location is currently Brooklyn. I'm born and raised in New York, born and raised in Queens specifically, stand up, and I've been in Brooklyn for the last 10 years, so definitely think of both boroughs as home, Mm. and happy to be here in Harlem today with Ro. Yes, yes, yes. Appreciate you coming out. Uh, appreciate you. It's 444. I just want to point that hey, out. Hey, I love that's, that. That's, we love an angel number. We love that synchronicity. That's that, interesting because that, that also speaks to the topic and uh, subject matter uh, that we're going to get into. Uh, but in general, how you feeling? Like, overall, where you at? <sighs> I just had to take a, a deep breath and recalibrate myself because that's really how I'm feeling. Like, uh, I've been having a little bit of like chaotic and discordant last week or so, even, you know, leading up to my birthday, the week or so prior is the anniversary of my brother's passing. And then before that, it's like other family members' birthdays. So there's like these highs and lows that I experienced leading up to my birthday, which is on November the 20th. 
And yeah, I'm just kind of coming down from all of that um, this week as we enter into this, you know, holiday week. Um, and, you know, I don't really acknowledge Thanksgiving, you know, because I'm in solidarity mm-hmm. with my indigenous uh, brothers and sisters. But uh, I do appreciate the downtime. I like that everybody is taking time to rest um, and recalibrate and, and, you know, find some joy, eat some good food. Because um, I think we all always need to be doing more of that and, and finding that balance. So, yeah, that's how I'm feeling. That was a long-winded answer. <laughs> nah, that's cool. Because uh, you brought up something. And I know I said I wasn't going to really talk about the holiday and shit. But I feel you on the specifically not recognizing it as Thanksgiving. Um, I think like that it starts to fall in line with the 4th of July for black mm-hmm, people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so realistically, it's just another holiday where I get to have the day off. Exactly. Like, I don't, I'm not going to do labor. Right. Um, and I think that's beautiful. I think, you know, exactly. just acknowledging that, you know, in, in some holisticness mm-hmm. of, of our lives, like, you know, taking rest. Yes. Uh, and so we're going to get into this, 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 this topic, uh, this subject matter, um, and the conversation is astrology, its impact and how that serves our better self. Um, you know, right now we're in the age of Aquarius. Shout out to us Aquarius, Aquarians. Um, and I read a meme the other day that said, you know, we're in the age of Aquarian. All the things that uh, were seen as radical are now mm-hmm. becoming normal. Mm-hmm. And I had to repost it. And I was like, yes, because I remember when we when we first entered into the age of Aquarian, it was like people talk about, you know, we're getting time for the radical shift. Uh, and I was like, I was really interested to see what, you know, what this might be. Mm-hmm. Like, I really because like as an Aquarian, as as someone who is who's been leaning more into my astrological chart, you know, over the last couple of years, I think, you know, being in quarantine, it gave us all you know mm-hmm. time on our hands. Mm-hmm. And I found myself in Clubhouse, and that was one of the spaces <laughs> that I was frequently, you know, learning by. It was like, okay, like, pay attention more to it. Yeah. Um, and we were just talking just about, like, you know, the phases of the moon and, like, you know, having sway over us and whatnot. And so I'm really, like, now, you know, two, what, a year, year and a half, year and then, whatever it is, uh, that we are, like, really still acknowledging that, like, it's the age of Aquarian, uh, Aquarius, and we can we're starting to see real shifts and like mm-hmm. a lot of different things. Like uh, something else we're going to talk about, you know, just the, the, the moments that have been of recent around, you know, anti-Semitism, mm-hmm. anti-blackness, mm-hmm. Uh, Kanye, Kyrie, uh, the uh, Stephen Colbert and uh, John, Stewart. John Stewart conversation. Yeah. We'll get into that. Uh, but even that, like, you know, like, cause as we think about it, like that was a, something about, you know, shifting. Mm-hmm. And so, before we get there, let's, let's, like I said, stay on the subject of astrology. And so, you're a Scorpio. Yes. Um, we're, if you think about it, we're in a transition period because yesterday was the last day of Scorpio season. Yes. And uh, I specifically want to start with the Scorpio <laughs> because I feel like Scorpio season is, 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 is acknowledged as a real thing. Yeah. And I want to know what all of that's about. So... First-hand perspective. Yes. What is it to be? What is it to be a Scorpio? Ooh, ooh. Okay. First, I gotta start by saying, like, first of all, shout out to all my Scorpios out there. Like, um, y'all already know the vibes. Um, but I have to say, like, I'm actually like 
a Scorpio times five because in my chart, I'm a Scorpio sun, I'm a Cancer moon, Scorpio rising, Scorpio Mercury, Scorpio Venus, and Scorpio Pluto. So anytime you have more than, you know, three mm -hmm. of the same sign in your chart is called a stellium and so like just all, any of the, the characteristics of that sign is just magnified like to the nth degree and so yeah like i'm big scorpio <laughs> right here and um for me what that means is it's interesting because i actually also come from a lineage of scorpio women like my mom is a scorpio she's 1029 and then um my mom's mom is 1024 so it's literally beginning middle and end of scorpio season like in my maternal lineage and so i i, I definitely feel like there's like it was in my dna to begin with and then i was actually supposed to be born on my mother's birthday and thank god we <laughs> did not share a birthday because i just like having my own day <laughs> but um but yeah like it was very much meant to be for me to be um you know the third woman in that Scorpio line and you know Scorpio is also a feminine uh, sign like each sign has masculine or feminine qualities and Scorpio is a feminine sign um, so I really just feel like again like that energy is just enhanced in me um, and you know we're known to be uh, I think superficially like the freaks or the sexually liberated people are super passionate of the zodiac um but i actually don't identify with that as much as i do the yeah, definitely the passion but it's expressed in different ways not just sexually um and i identify with just like the pensive like observant qualities like we're, we're sometimes called mysterious like um we're, we're known to be private or like we'll let you know just enough to make you think you know us very well but you probably don't um like we keep people at arm's length until we feel safe um mm. and then and we're also i think the only zodiac sign that has like three evolution states that are clearly like named um so because i think everybody as people but also in, in the rest of the zodiac everybody has um evolutionary states like that we were people we evolved but specifically scorpio they have been named as the scorpion which is the least evolved most defensive um and and then it goes to ego which is a slightly more you know elevated starting to experience that ego death and then the phoenix is the most evolved state of scorpio where you've reached that kind of like outcome um like alchemist magician kind of state where you're able to really like manifest what you want out of life and you know how to control your emotions um and that's the other thing about scorpio is we're water signs and so water is the element of the zodiac that governs like emotions um and we're one of the deepest all but also like fiery um of the water signs mm. because we're co-ruled by mars so i just said a ton but I'll stop there, and that's that's what all the things that Scorpio means to me, and I, I definitely feel like I embody that. You did say a lot. Um, <laughs> you took us through a, a couple of different phases, and it's like as I'm sitting here thinking about like my interactions uh, with you know Scorpios, and specifically, like, I have one of my exes is a Scorpio, mm. and it's interesting because you know. I feel like there are a lot of like you know stereotypes out there mm -hmm, about mm -hmm. uh, Scorpios. I do think you know like most people and you know just signs in general is a spectrum. You know there's you know other factors, um, which is a piece of conversation I do want to get into. Uh, so all that's real. Um, I do think what I've come to experience most across the the engagements that I've had are the deep emotions. Yes. 
Um, and when you, you conclude it in that, it's like, you know, like deeply emotional and, you know, why that is. Uh, how is that both a space to challenge, but also a space for growth for you mm-hmm. um, as you think, you know, just about yourself, but also as a Scorpio? Yeah, for sure. I, I mean, I think if you notice that when I was talking just now about just like, the evolved states of Scorpio. It's like being a Phoenix and the most evolved Scorpio is somebody that knows how to control their emotions. It's not not it's not the 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 void of emotion, mm-hmm. right? It's not the absence of emotion. It's the controlling of the emotions. And so I think that's what I love about, you know, going through this journey as a Scorpio is like you're very much and we also govern um like every zodiac sign governs certain body parts and certain like um behaviors I guess or archetypes in life and like we govern transformation hence also phoenix because that is like a, a transforming bird that like we, it's birth and death and rebirth rather um and so you know we very much are used to like dealing with uh death and rebirth in terms of our own emotions our own evolution um and just different we're we're forced into the mud a lot and then forced to grow from it like multiple times in life and so um yeah like having that control over your emotions is super um important and it's also like forced (laughs) upon scorpio let me put it that way um why is it forced because like another question i wanted to get into with that is so essentially why is it forced but then why you mentioned this yourself, like y'all hold people at arm's length. Why is there that guarded nature yeah. to where it's the, I guess, yeah, that's where it is at. And then I want to shift uh, from there. Yeah. So I would say we are, we're guarded because, you know, scorpions are like in the, in the actual scorpion animal is that's a small and mighty and has a stinger to protect themselves against larger prey. Um, or larger predators, rather. Um, and so, you know, I think that's kind of the energy that we embody when we come into the world and as we're being socialized. Um, and, yeah, we kind of just have this natural guard up and because we know, like, if you flip us over on our stomachs, we're the most vulnerable and, you know, that's uncomfortable and we can't protect ourselves. And so, again, like, as I said earlier, like, you can only, like, as a Scorpio, you really only grow to open up to people when you feel safe. Um, and so, a lot of times, the world doesn't make us feel safe. Mm. Um, and that's not exclusive to Scorpios, but I think it's heightened because of our emotionality. Like, we're just, like, hypersensitive to all the things. And so, what that means is that I'm also, like, always on edge and feeling like I need to be vigilant and have my guard up to protect myself. Um, but then again, over the years, as you, you know, cultivate your tribe of, you know, safe people and in places, um, you start to have this toolbox, um, that you're able to access to regulate yourself and your emotions. And you also start to realize that like you can't control everything, um, which means that you have to like surrender a little bit and, and be vulnerable in places that are uncomfortable um and that comes when you're at that ego stage of scorpio and then you know you get to that ultimate version Mm. where it's like you're unbothered (laughs) Mm. or relatively i was deep okay (laughs) and i appreciate that like because 
it and this is it, it, it works to where I'm shifting to because I feel like while you are answering from Sade, you're answering from Scorpio, you talk in a way that realistically just is about like people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um is in some ways all aspects of our lives, you know, you know, we recognize from sign to sign, depending on your your entire astrological chart, you know, there's going to be, you know, lots of variations. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are, you know, there's predominance in, in our characters, you know, in, in, in who we are and just in our essence. And so you talked about these different, you know, states of being and, and feelings and uh, essentially they represent who we all are at, you know, realistically different points. Mm-hmm. And what may be varying across the board may be how, you know, an impact internally impactful it is on ourselves. Yes. And I think there is therein lies the the validity to the the rationale to know more about astrology. Mm-hmm. Um, to better understand ourselves. Yes, exactly. And how here, get this, the environment around us influences. <laughs> influences us. Right? Because and, and, and then when I say environment, I don't and just quite literally like yeah. Influences us. And when I say environment, I mean not just the actual atmosphere, mm-hmm. this earth, but I mean the people. Yes. The, the, your diet, whatever you're consuming. Yes, yes, because you know potentially. So getting into like what we were talking about before we started recording was like you know the reality that uh, that the moon does you know have you know mm-hmm. sway over us. Mm-hmm. It you know controls the tides of the earth, mm-hmm. the, the 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 rise and the fall of water, yeah. of water, <laughs> and the um, planet is made up largely of water. Yeah. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. And so, like, <laughs> there, there for me was was like, I mean, I had some level of understanding of like just astrology for myself, you know, prior to that. But when I heard that, you know, yo, like, think about like how much sway the moon has over the, the tides of the earth. Yeah. You don't think that you know an entity made up of largely of water is not swayed by you know the it, actual correct. moon? And I was just like, yo. And I mean, when we think of like right the farmers almanac and stuff like that mm-hmm. like this is not new behavior mm-hmm. like humans for centuries have been using the sky the the day and the evening the the change in seasons mm-hmm. to survive mm-hmm. and to, to and recognizing and having and honoring um the the influence that these celestial bodies and these changes in our atmosphere are having on our material resources and our just general well-being as, as humans. And, you know, I mean, I think when we talk about, like, big global events and changes in the atmosphere, like the fucking ice age, right? Like, mm-hmm. what the, the, the animals and beings that were around during that time had to, like, humble themselves, essentially, to the, you know, the 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 will of the universe and the will of the atmosphere and then adapt accordingly and so I think similarly it's like I think we've lost now that reverence and like this is a larger indictment also on just like our attitude towards climate change right it's like nope y'all not taking this seriously enough like the if the tide could just be too high up for too many days and it can wipe us all the fuck out of here. Like, I don't know, like, why, again, that your humility is just, like, gone. Like, but, you know, if humans have anything, they have audacity. So, what can you say? 
but I'm I'm going off on so many tangents right now. <laughs> like, no, nah, go ahead, go ahead. You you got the mic. No, I mean, yeah, I say all that to say, like, it. Yes, our indigenous peoples also taught us that having that reverence, being in communion with nature, and hum and honoring the gifts that nature provides, and being aware of the atmosphere changes literally is crucial for our survival and crucial for the maintenance of you know future generations and that's what we've also lost sight of so yeah astrology y'all might think is stupid or like not real but like if the atmospheric changes are impact and if the sexual bodies are impacting other things and like how what we eat and like how we are able to live if whether it's like constant hurricanes or not you know stuff like that like we have to think we have to believe that the other celestial bodies especially those in close proximity to earth are impacting us in different ways drops mic <laughs> so this is where the beauty of this episode is going to come from it's that the start of your comment to everything that's just right to be in this mix right because i just mentioned environment and you did go off on a tangent but it hit because like Think about like how our environment, our literal, actual, the atmosphere does have so much impact on mm -hmm. us, and like how you know our our dramatic shifts in it without having that cognition about what the impacts that we can have yes. to it, and then how that impacts our internals, you know, keeps us on edge. Mm -hmm. uh, why? Because then we're not filling ourselves up with proper nutrition. Mm. Um, you think about like there's a war going on in Ukraine, which has led to a grain shortage. Right. And it's just like, yo, people don't have proper nutrition. Right. The downstream impact of the all of these systems that we live under, it starts, be, I mean, you know, I always got to bring up capitalism and why it's problematic. And part of why capitalism is problematic is because it's, it, it has to do with the hoarding of resources or the, the you know, the, pr the promotion of excess um, and profit over, you know, people and like what, and the, the scrounging or not scrounging the um yeah the the overuse of resources and i think it's just it's so clear to me like how you know that that there's that through line between capitalism and like our environment and like our general well-being it's it's so interesting because like you said you talked about the resources and i don't we don't get on a tangent with it but there is a scrounging of the resources because yeah. there's this so it, and scrounging is essentially this wide this search for it. Yes. And then there's this monopoly of yes, the resources. There we go. And then there's this drip by drip distribution. Yes. Of the benefits that can be had from these resources. But bringing it back to what you said too about the war comment, like war is part of capitalism. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and like, so it's not just, you know, impacting the grain production because of less bodies available to do, to do the, you know, the harvesting or whatever, whatever is the holdup. But it's also because, you know, war costs money and, you know, resources for the soldiers cost money. And like, all of that has to come from somewhere. And so uh, other industries become impacted. And the first industries that are impacted are the ones that are about sustenance for the, the broader civilization. <laughs> because at that point, they don't care. It's about, like, who wins. And... Yeah, it's not yeah, about... Everything they, is they, expendable. 
everyone has to give a little bit to support the war mm-hmm. and that messes and with not, us. And nobody benefits, really. Nobody benefits <laughs> and, and and the 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 people at the bottom are still fucked. Correct. And and so I wanna get now into like the, the literal environment of our of people around us. Mm-hmm. Yes, thank you. And so how again that their environments and their own astrological charts and the and the moons having the impacts and sways on them mm-hmm. how can have impacts on us and our interactions yes. with people. Mm-hmm. And so we we in essence have to be able to unpack all that. Yes. And mm. understand who each other are. Yes. Where each other is coming from. Well, and can I just say this real quick? Because I feel like the so many people subscribe to like Myers Briggs. Oh, I'm an ESTJ, by the way. That is my actual Myers Briggs. Mm. But like people so easily like adopt those kinds of frameworks. Meanwhile, that's literally made up by a white man or two white men, Myers Briggs. <laughs> like nobody questioned that. We're just like, okay, we're doing this now. But like we, the astrology and the, all the the framework around that is rooted in actual science. Mm-hmm. And yet, it's it's hard to believe. And so, like, yes, it, if you think of astrology, like, your sun sign is your general personality and identity. But it's not just your sun sign. And that's why, like, I hate when people poo-poo and be like, well, I don't act like a Virgo all the time. Or, like, this my, like, my cousin is supposed to be a Gemini, but she don't act like that. Like, you know what I mean? But, like, no, you can't just, like, make an indictment on the whole thing just because one little small thing doesn't align with mm-hmm. what you're being told. Like, it's, everybody's chart is so, like, detailed and specific. And it just, again, help, like you said, Rao, like, helps you understand people better. Which is, like, why wouldn't you want to understand people better? Especially people you care about. Like, and learn how to relate to them and have more compassion for them. Like, and them for you. Like, we would literally all be better off if we just, like, got into this astrology bag. I promise. <laughs> it, I think... So it w- it could also just like it, it creates more conversation. It then becomes a conversation space. It becomes oh okay, what you know about your chart? Uh, let me talk to you about mine. Mm-hmm. Oh, how did how like does and create a safe space? Yes. to talk about both yes. your your because it's not like astrology. You can't just accept the good traits of your sign. So mm. like you they like you know you have a light and a shadow side. Um, and a lot of spiritual frameworks, but that also manifests itself in astrology in the same way. Like there's the less evolved and the evolved, mm-hmm. and like you are gonna vacillate between those as you go through life and as you mature, or you have certain experiences, traumatic or not, that impact you in a, in a big way. But yeah, like when you're doing your quote unquote shadow work, that's you like being forced to really unpack all the negative qualities about you mm-hmm. <laughs> and and then and and so it can make you better and you know dare i say more healed for you to interact with other people as you continue to move through the world and so if we all were willing to get this information as my therapist loves to tell me like it's just information like having more information never hurt anybody <laughs> it helps it's us information on you on you and of the people you care about and it just makes it so that you can relate to each other better, understand each other better, love on each other better, and like be honest with each other. And I think mm-hmm. people are so afraid to be honest with each other, but also themselves. Themselves, ourselves. Yeah. Yes. Like so, 
interestingly enough, uh, one of the episodes this season, The Depressed Therapist, go check that out. Um, you talked about the shadow work. Mm-hmm. And so it's necessary because you, like you said, we have to unpack the the negative aspects of ourselves yeah. and be able to own them. Own like them. I, I always yes. say it's like people will be people. And I don't have a problem with people being however they want because you have to allow, like, as an Aquarius, like, you know, we love individuality. We love Mm -hmm. freedom. We love uniqueness. And we also love to see that uniqueness in other people. And so I realistically want to allow everyone to be themselves. Mm -hmm. But I just need people to own it. Yes. Like, just be able to say, hey, I'm I'm this way. And recognize that if someone decides not to fuck with you because of that, yeah, they're not deci- okay. yeah. or they decide to challenge you because of it, yeah. just understand where it's all coming from. And, and we, we can just connect with each other better. Yes. And I mean, if we talk about a great book, if y'all haven't read it, The Four Agreements, um, and one of the four agreements is, like, don't take things personally. <laughs> like, mm. And I've, Lord knows I've been a victim of that for, like, the majority of my life, but I've done the shadow work, right, by by force of the universe and have tried, I've gotten tools to be better at, you know, navigating that. And I think it's, it's just so much more better for my nervous system, <laughs> at, like, to, to operate in that way. And I just think that, yeah, I think it's, it's worth, it's worth it. Mm. I would say doing the shadow work is worth it. Um, having, you know, deep, reflective conversations mm-hmm. with yourself. Being willing to ask yourself, you know, tough questions. Mm-hmm. And just square away the answer for yourself. Um, I said this the other day just in terms of, like, being able to connect with, you know, the things that we are we are sure about for ourselves when we're sure, when we've done that sort of investigation, mm-hmm. when we've unpacked, when we've gone through the chart and, the and said, okay, yeah. what's this about myself? What's that? Or just simply ask yourself yeah. certain questions. The curiosity, yeah. Of yourself. And that's literally like one of my core tenets about life. Just stay, like, curious. stay curious. Mm-hmm. So <sighs> when, you, when you are curious about yourself, mm-hmm. you start to, you know, just develop your own sense of, of where you stand and when when you're asked about that, it, it's not a challenge. Right. It becomes, oh, let me tell you about how I feel. It's a testimony. It is exactly that. Because yeah. you you also then start to build up confidence in mm-hmm. that. Because mm-hmm. it, it becomes your mantra. It's like yes. because that's also then how you start to show up in the world. Yes. Uh, as a curious person. You know, you, you host salons and you know, you 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 invite intellectual, you know, mm-hmm. thought into the space, um, and 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 willingly, you know, curate those conversations yeah. so that, you know, there it, it it's coming out. And so it, you live that. That's how you show up. That curiosity is there. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's a major mm-hmm. tenant. So it's yeah. you know, you're literal about that. Um, that's dope. As I think about oh, it, you know, just in you. full context. Uh, but see, like, again, like this is, this was the importance of having this conversation was to, like I said, unpack. Yeah. So like, you know, we started with talking about like, just as a Scorpio and, you know, just being real about, you know, who that is. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked about essence, uh, environment, yeah. universe, like yeah. the reality. And so it's just like connecting with ourselves is like, is in this moment talking about literally how we show up. Yeah. Um, thinking about how it's important to do just the work. And the work is 
building community, mm-hmm. uh, knowing yourself, mm-hmm. investigating yourself, and being, and being honest, being with honest with that investigation. Yes, yeah. yes. Through that community mm-hmm. building. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like we, we're missing some of that. We're, 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 we're shifting. Yeah. You know, as I talked about the age of Aquarius, um, and you know, things are, are, are changing in that manner. Um, we were having a conversation about, you know, polyamory before polygamy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you think about politics, mm-hmm. uh, that's in, you know, the bigger space, you know, the conversation we're about to get into, uh, you know, just the current moment stuff. Things are shifting. Yes. Um, and I think what, one thing I just want to, you know, kind of cement for this part of the conversation is like for black people, let's be sure we're shifting with the with the moment with the earth with the universe um i'm i'm happy to see you know more uh black shit popping up across mm-hmm. the board in mm-hmm. like all aspects whether it's media um advocacy you know, i'm starting to see more black led you know uh environmental organizations yeah. yes um which is huge because there's tons of money to do that work um but then also we're highly impacted um, by these environmental changes, mm-hmm. not only just the disproportionately, di- yeah, dis- dis- ooh, <laughs> mm-hmm. disproportionately, and and not just in the actual environmental impact. So when you think about like oh the hurricane, you know, yeah. zones. Oh, the fact that when they overpopulate urban areas and there's not enough trees, and they they purposely plant um, what female trees, I think, so they can't or male trees, so they can't fertilize, mm. and so they won't grow fruit, and so so homeless people won't have free. <laughs> Oh, wow. Yeah. I did not it's know so, that. It's so insidious. Because, because I was Whiteness go- is... But, and but, capitalism is so insidious. But see, I was going to go even a step further. And, and that, to me, that's even worse. Because that, that that's something to me, like, I think that's that's small and, and, and natural and in its own, just right, so that it could just boom. Yeah. I'm thinking about how, like, they put plants in, in urban neighborhoods or, you know, homes, affordable mm-hmm. homes for black people mm-hmm. in, in, in industrial areas. And so you have high impacts of asthma or oh. cancer. Oh, in yeah. other areas. Yeah, I mean, yes. Yes. And so it's just like, it's like, yeah. Um, so it. I'm happy to see that there's more, you know, black, you know, led, um, you know, organizations and leadership coming to that, that space. Because, I mean, look, cause also not to be crass, but like they had our asses out in the fields. Like we mm-hmm. have this knowledge. Like we mm-hmm. had it when we, before they took us on these boats across the Atlantic. Yes, yes. And that's what they were, you know, uh, exploiting. Mm-hmm. And, but also obviously for the manual labor aspect, but the intellect, like we had the knowledge, talk about almanacs, talk about like the whatever, like the crops and understanding of growth seasons. Like we had that knowledge because mm-hmm. that's how we were surviving in Africa. They didn't have that. And so they used that, forced us to be, you know, this labor force. And yeah, and so it's like, I, I almost, like, we always talk about the terrible atrocities and the downstream impact of that from slavery. But some of the, like, if I can call it a highlight or a good that came out of it is the DNA that's in us of knowing just how to survive and how to be resilient and, and I hate that word but I'm gonna use it here and that and just like having that internal awareness of how to how to sustain oneself how to preserve oneself um and we have that knowledge as it relates to gardening and food mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's mm-hmm. my point sorry it, it, no like it, it it really like it's a good interlude uh 
to, you know, the holistic healing part of the conversation, uh, you know, bettering ourselves to challenge white supremacy and patriarchy. Mm-hmm. Um, because, like, all of that is is a part of of what it is necessary to unpack, connect, and, like, to, like unpack, find some essence, and then connect. Because, like... Again, like everything is shifting, like politics is shifting, the earth is shifting, um, our uh, our culture is shifting in terms of you know uh, engagement between mm-hmm. you know between one another, between the the, the genders and sexes. Yeah. Uh, and so, it's important that we're aware and sharing information. Ooh, yes, I think that's oh man, mm-hmm. um, that's a huge part of it. And not because. You know, Kyrie, our friend <laughs> that we were going to talk about, mm. he got in trouble for sharing information, yes, right? Yes, yes, the, the yes. Because the type of information that's shared is policed. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, we got some plants that just fell over. <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm just, I, I know that that's a topic that you're also passionate about with regards to just like who gets to say what um, and who's censored and what's free speech and all of that. But yeah, like, at the root, the black community needs to be comfortable sharing information amongst each other, and it's important for our survival, and we also need to not challenge information so much. Like, there's a lack of unity. Once that information is shared, it's always like, like no, and it, there's infighting that prevents us from getting it. Yeah. There's a distrust, an inherent distrust. Yes, yes, yes. There's, so when we try to be that, honest, it's, it's countered with there, that it's definitely that. that skepticism, yeah. And I don't... Cool, you said that, and and I don't know why that is. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that that is a vestige of slavery where we just mm. have like you know where one of the realities that I think came from as we're just shifting into this conversation, yeah. you know, that came from slavery was the fact that like there was a hierarchy amongst you know being oh, yeah. enslaved. Yes. And so, in some ways, it's always been this this upper lower, regardless of skin tone, mm-hmm. really. Yeah. Because we we saw in, in Django, yeah. uh, you know, <laughs> the Uncle Tom was was with Samuel, mm-hmm. um, and so it's like it's very you know interesting that it's carried on into this day and age where we don't even oftentimes like have an idea of the background of someone to like really be like, Oh nah, you don't know. Right. But in some ways it's like, there's tons of information out here now that gives you more understanding of, of, of a lot of people. And then in that you can take that and create that as a baseline to start understanding, you know, this person that you may be engaging with. And we got to get past like this idea that information can't be shared. Mm-hmm. So like jumping into like, the, essentially mm-hmm. going into the conversation around, you know, John Stewart and uh, Stephen Colbert. And uh, I thought it was a very interesting uh, segment. Yeah. Um, what were your thoughts? I mean, it was the first time in my experience that I've heard a, a white Jewish man say that, he wants to, he thinks there should be a forum to discuss the grievances of communities and how they, how or why they subscribe to certain harmful tropes. Mm-hmm. And 
to give that more context, like let's talk like the pain that black people um, experience or that is fueling the, the the belief of the show that Jewish people run the like banks or Jewish people run Hollywood. Um, and basically what John was advocating for was that there should be a forum to discuss that, to unpack that. Like, why do we just, why when it comes to anything that's anti-Semitic, does it automatically, the conversation gets shut down? There's no discourse anymore. It's just, that's bad. That's harmful. No, we can't discuss this. Like, if, if, if what he was saying is that if there's real pain there or if there's a widespread like belief of this, then we owe it to ourselves to figure out why that is and how can we like maybe mitigate, you know, that like um, playing into into the tropes. Yeah. Yes. Um, it was. I've heard John Stewart actually speak to that effect before. Actually, mm-hmm. um, interestingly enough, uh, the same night of. The, the same night Chappelle got attacked in LA mm-hmm. was the same night John Stewart was at that that same event and spoke. Uh, but we didn't have our phones. Mm-hmm. Like they had our phones. But he spoke um, to you know the political moment and you know where we were at as a country and as like a Jewish man. Like he you know he felt like you know we needed he we needed to be having more honest conversations. Yes. He's like we're we're at a, he's like this is bullshit. Yeah. He literally was like uh, you know this was post. Uh, this was post the the Dobbs decision, so mm-hmm. you know Roe had been overturned. Yeah, um, and you know he was just real honest about. He's like this, this, this. All of this is just we are not handling this in the most you know productive ways, yeah. and like there needs to be more honest conversation. Yeah. And so to hear him, you know, follow up on that specifically Double on this down. race, yeah. specifically you know between the 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 what you could say a real key you know differences between two key what they would call sub you know groups yeah, minority yeah. groups um and i think go ahead no well i was just gonna say i, I really want to be careful about call oh this might get me in trouble i really want to be careful about like just broadly saying categorizing jewish people as uh marginalized Oh, oh, no, no, oh, I'm okay. getting there. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 okay. we getting, oh, 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 oh. this is everybody mad for a reason. We're yeah, getting there in the conversation. Yeah. That's literally what's coming next. And all I'm going to okay. say is that, yeah, because John Stewart is also a white man. Yes, and yes. privilege that comes mm-hmm. with that. And so, a white man that has had multiple shows and yes. has the ability, like uh, other uh, white men, like Bill Maher, mm-hmm. um, who, who don't, who, who have that same sort of, you know, ability and effect. Um, whereas, you know, we saw where Kyrie just, you know, mm-hmm. repost something. No words added, The vitriol. Actually. Is, no is, words added, actually. The energy is very different. And it's yeah. very different. And then we don't even have a conversation about the platform in which it's on. Correct. Amazon. And how Amazon is profiting 50% mm-hmm. from every of this. So yeah. it's just like, you're you're mad at him for posting what they're capitalizing on? Capital, capitalizing Literally capital, yeah. And so I I remember having a conversation or just overhearing the conversation actually and then just kind of like you know just chiming in from there, but um, it was a white Jewish man talking about the fact how that most Jewish folks do not even identify religiously, yes. and that's because you know it's a hidden privilege. They have the the luxury of being able to disclose that if they want to or not. Like that that's a part of an identity that somebody can't look at you and know that and and discriminate you against you because of that and then census By data actually backs up uh that most uh, at least in terms of jewish men uh actually identify just as white 
Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. so, again, I think more knowledge to spread it, you know, yes. about this because then you can have conversations like this yes. openly because they're informed because yes. there's data that, that, that yeah, backs this up. So, you know, one, I think there's a need to have more informed conversations because when we have more informed conversations, as John Stewart started to lead to, you know, there's a real sort of, uh, like you said, pain there. And he, he started to talk about why, because the history, mm-hmm. you know, throughout there, there's been a, a, in real terms, we'll just say a raping of, you know, the, the, the actual literal, uh, life source mm-hmm. of, of our, our people, yeah. um, everything from our resources till current day in on the continent mm-hmm. of Africa to the culture, to our being, the, um, from being enslaved. Yeah. Um, and know, now our, the culture that we have created is commoditized. <laughs> Here. So. Yes, yes, but yes. We, and, we still and don't reap any benefits from exactly. it. Exactly. For real. Or, you know, a select few. Um, you it, know, it's our drip, beloved drip, black drip. billionaires. It's drip, drip, <laughs> right. drip back in terms of distribution. Yes, and so we can go. actually talk about that as a part of the conversation as well. And so I want to, like, again, talk about it in an informed way. So you think about the entire time of, of slavery in this country. Mm-hmm. And then, like, you could just say, okay, it ended in 1865. But we know. Right? But, but be even still, right? So then you think about the next 100 years, right? Because it wasn't until 1965 that we got the Civil Rights Act. Right. So for another 100 years, there was just this, you know, again, pillaging mm-hmm. of, mm-hmm. of, of mm-hmm. benefits, life source yeah. from the community, everything from, you know, every time there was something that we built up. Yeah. It, Literal burning of communities and businesses. And this is why, like, I say, like, I, I don't... Drowning of, of towns. It, so this is why I say, like, taking of, of land in Central mm-hmm. Park. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, so yeah. This is why I say, like, you know, it's it's really necessary to, you know, talk, like you said, like I said talk about it in a informed way, but then pinpoint these, you know, these moments and, and what this was. And, and that is so because, you know, we can sometimes get disillusioned by the fact that yeah black people have succeeded and i don't deny that we've had you know moments of that ability to grow Mm -hmm. there are black people still prospering to this day there are black billionaires now there's numbers of them right i think uh earn your leisure posted about the the top 15 billionaires Mm -hmm. worldwide um you know and it it was you know it was good to see a list like that but it's just like well, yeah. what about the rest of us? And yeah. and that's not to, to, to sound angry or anything, but it's, it's realistic to know that, like, no. there are people and, suffering. And, and, and it's also so interesting, like, the ones that um, let, like, once they become billionaires, they're, you know, uh, distancing themselves from their blackness. Mm. Um, and... You even heard Kanye say out loud that, like, he, he empathizes with the the white male position because that's where he's headed. Like, that's what he's seeking. The top, And then they asked him what he meant by that. He said the top power position. Like, so at a certain extent, we have, or to a certain extent, we have to, like, recognize that some of these black billionaires are seeking adjacency to whiteness. They're not trying to, it's not just about getting a certain amount of wealth. It's not about giving back. It's about more money and power for me. Um, and how can I get the privileges that white men have? Um, and so, yeah, I think capitalism, you know, is is packaged and sold, uh, or black capitalism is packaged and sold as black excellence. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But it's what it's really doing is like you know 
dangling the carrot of what it like these black billionaires and like hey this could be you too you know work hard get this scholarship put your body on the line for these sports leagues um which is modern day slavery high key um and and then you might you know after you pay for all your family's everything you know because you're the first one to ever have some money for real you pay for everybody's everything and if you still have some money left over then you know you can enjoy your success but still, if you get pulled over, or if you're, you know, Dr. Henry Louis Gates, who I know is not a billionaire, but, you know, living in an affluent neighborhood can get stopped by the police and, you know, because you're still black. So, you know, it's all, it's all very interesting what, what, what success looks like or what we're, t- we're t- told it looks like and who does it, who succeeds for real. And I'm, this is a beautiful conversation because, like, that's where I was getting to, like, in terms of, like, that history, right? So you think about like, you know, 100 years in between and there was still all this strife and where we saw upward mobility happening. We saw growth. Mm-hmm. We, we knew there was still, you know, a level of black elites. Mm-hmm. Um, but in that, the reality, many of us did not have that. And now we're after we get to 1965 where there's the civil rights you know, mm-hmm. movement and we get the act and we get mm-hmm. equality on paper. Right. On paper, because after that, you know, we still have affirmative action. Uh, yeah. There's a whole bunch of other shit that still had to come after that. So on paper, we got that. Women still didn't get the opportunity mm-hmm. to get a bank account to the 70s. Mm-hmm. So we, we we still had growth after that. But so we're now in 2022, right? And we're what? Uh, what's that? 60, almost 60 years uh, post the civil rights act? Don't let me know, Matt. Yeah, 2020, <laughs> yes. 2025 will be 60 years. So we're just about 60 years post uh, this act. And it's it's a little interesting to me that in many ways we're not, you know, beyond where we started. Oh, yeah. We're not yeah. beyond that. It's all vanity, like, um, ascension. And it's also, again, like, it's a, for a limited few. And, it's, and it, they're used as, like I said, carrots to show, hey, like, y'all can do it. Like, we letting a few of y'all, like, up in these ranks. Like, it's possible. But, you know, there's, they they suppress so many other areas. They 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 force the traffic through three lanes, sports, <laughs> rap, music, or, like, entertainment industry, and then, like, get, somehow getting through college and getting, you know, to the C-suite, which is, like, who is even doing that? Like, there's so many other hurdles, like, that you have to get over through these three lanes that they give to us. Um, and hence your, you know, affirmative action. And that's just one thing. That, But, like, the, there's, we were starting so far behind. And they're, they're giving us these few little areas to excel just to show that it's possible. But keep us as subjugated as possible in every other way. Yes. And so, 60 years post, just about, we have to recognize that, like, we got to start unpacking this idea of, like, black excellence, Mm -hmm. uh, capitalism, Mm -hmm. um, hoarding of resources, what it means to to get rich and get out the hood, Mm -hmm. and then recognize you're still leaving a shit ton of people behind. Yeah, the survival's guilt that comes with that. Yeah. Yeah. that's interesting because uh, that show that used to come on star Survivors of Morse. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought it was a great show. Uh, and it, it challenged some of these exact things about like, you know, getting rich. It was, it was pretty yeah. much a play on LeBron story. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, 
what that was for him to come up and having to, you know, grow and, you know, give back to the community and recognize, like, yo, you're still leaving people behind. Yeah. And it's recognized, like, yo, there's, there's, there's a reason to that. Like, and we can't, we can't play into it. Here's a moment where it's time to shift. It's like, we have to recognize that, like, we need to have more of these conversations. Yes. It starts with making sure more of us are informed. Mm -hmm. You know, I've talked about this as Kyrie uh, and, you know, Kanye came up. Then, uh, you know, we had Jalen Brown come out. You know, we had Aaron Donald come out and and drop themselves from from Kanye's label. Only after, you know, he made these comments about, you know, anti-Semitic comments. There was anti-black comments, you know, made way before then. There were, he was a part of the team Trump. Like, do we not remember this? I want to ask a question, though, like, because we keep saying, like, we need to make sure people are informed, but we haven't unpacked, like, who gets to decide what information is worth spreading or, like, what information is factual? Because there's, you know, as Trump would say, fake news, right? Or, like, as he posits, there's so much fake news and, like, you can't trust certain sources and, like, so, like, how does a source become credible and then at what, like... Does that need to happen before it's spread? I must. I would advocate for that, like, because there's a. I think what come what came with a democratized what came with the democratized access to information through digital means also came with the democratization of misinformation. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think it's a like, real question. Um, and I've I've been thinking about that uh, as you've posed it before. Yeah, and. I've just had some other things come to mind uh, over that. So in that, like, I think we have to recognize, and I said this actually today, that, you know, an opinion is not an informed approach. Mm -hmm. Um, And an opinion is just our particular perspective on something. Yes. Yes. Perspective. Based off of our feelings, you know, experiences. And then I listened to the John Stewart segment um, again today, mm-hmm. and I re- he heard, he said something about like reality. Mm-hmm. We have we can't become disconnected mm-hmm. from reality, and so for me that goes back to like what actually took place. Yes. And so like I hear when we when we ask when we talk about feelings and recognizing that we are you know beings of our feelings. But as we talk about, like, I guess evolution as well, we, you know, we have to be honest with our feelings and recognize that there are our feelings and then there is what actually took yeah. place, the reality. But who, who aligns on what took place, right? Because in order to come up with what took place, it's informed by multiple perspectives, right? Sure. And multiple perspectives have to be similar enough in order to agree that that's, that's what happened perspectives on their feelings or perspectives on what took place because like like we can't observations argue. versus feelings essentially yes. yes because we can't argue that slavery didn't take place like yeah like we don't have a feeling that slavery yeah. took place we know slavery took place yeah. we don't have a feeling that the holocaust happened we know yeah. that it happened so it's just like the feeling around that's it because multiple people experience the same thing yes but then in that, but it. so then the out of that, the perspective that I think we would have around that is, are we, are we disputing that it's bad that it happened mm-hmm. or are we disputing that it happened? Mm-hmm. And, and that's mm-hmm. what we, we have to, I guess, distinguish yeah. as a part of the yeah, conversation yeah, yeah. Yeah. because 
you know, there are a ton of people yeah. that are like, no, it's not bad that it happened. Right, right. We don't give a shit that we're, we, we, yeah. we want it again. Yeah. Those are white supremacists, mm-hmm. you know, the Aryan nation, the neo-Nazis. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there are a number, another larger contingent of people who are like, no, that was a bad event. Yeah. And that shouldn't have happened. Yeah. Um, and that's because, you know, there's an aligned perspective. Mm-hmm. Now, On morality. Sure. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I would say so. Now, I don't know who gets to decide, you know, who mm-hmm. brought that together. Right. I think that's. Well, I think to an extent we're all like all species are born with a sense of good and bad and like of like self rooted in self-preservation. Sure. So I think as the most quote unquote intelligent species that we know of, um, we have a more uh, attuned sense of that. Like, I think innately we, we kind of know right from wrong. And we're, then we're further socialized based on various constructs, mm-hmm. religion, whatever, um, to to reinforce that. Mm-hmm. But there's like moral code, and then there's like religious code on top of moral code. I think. I I, I can agree with that, and I think, but so I think the baseline for me, the baseline has always been like this idea of like essentially death. Yeah, and like yeah, and that, that. that that preventing that, yeah. and then you scale back from that yeah. on, on harm what, causing death. Yes, or like, like the, the yes yeah, the, yeah. the steps to take that like that yeah. like you scale back from that. Yes, and I feel like we we didn't do that. We we went from like you was a slave essentially, yeah. and you can't do you can't be free to like building things around right. that. Yeah. And so, like, that's trash, first of all. It's very trash. Um, But I think it should be, like I said, from from essentially death and then from there. So, like, we can agree that, like, no, killing someone, like, just just cause is bad. Just cause, exactly. I think what's interesting, though, and this is, like, maybe maybe you can invite me back for a future episode unpacking, like, humans and their relationship with death and, like, death being a bad thing, quote, Mm -hmm. unquote. Um, Because, you know, as somebody that has experienced suicidal ideations and still, you know, it comes and goes, um, but I've never made an attempt. Um, but there's sometimes where I'm just like, just illusion with the world to, an, mm-hmm. to the point where I'm just like, yeah, this, I would be cool on this. Like if I just didn't wake up tomorrow, like that'd be fine. Yeah, so we unpack that. that. But I say that to we say, like, starting to use death as the starting point of like, that's the thing that we got to hold in the highest regard. That's the thing that we have to avoid at all costs. And that's the things that should be, if you make a try on my life, you should be punished for that. Like, I just think that's all interesting because for some people, death is freedom. I don't disagree with, so I don't want to unpack it on this episode, but I, I'm I'm very much. I ready. want to talk about assisted suicide. I, I, I'm, I'm I'm ready. I'm I'm very much. And we and and I think this is the season for it because yeah. like I'm not. I understand what you what you what you mean about yeah. the ideation and understanding of where where you where your place is at and mm-hmm. like I've 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 had that thought process to understand that I'm not at a point where I want to at all. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's important to, to have a yeah. conversation about. And so yes, we can definitely yeah. have that conversation. Yeah. Um, because I had to unpack that for myself. Yeah. And that was I'm happy I did it. Go ahead. Yeah. No, I was just gonna say because I think it relates to this conversation too, and the fact that like what is the it talks about it gets to the value what is the value of life mm-hmm. right and like and the, and what is the incentive where people want to stay alive, especially as you are more marginalized and there's more intersections of marginalization. Hence, black, queer, women, you know, disabled, whatever, like, you know what I mean? Like, the more divergent you are from the the core of the, the power core, the less will to live you, you probably have. <laughs> Rich white men. Right. Um, Being the power core. Rich white uh, men are the power core. Just to and, be clear. And, 
Okay, like, yes, we can unpack that. But I, I will yes. to get back to the, like, conversation. And even to bring in this rich white man and then, like, to just, like, mm-hmm. you know, keep the conversation going. Yes. Uh, death in the sense of, like, someone who hasn't asked. So, you know, you talked about assisted suicide. Like, I think there should be a space for that. But, yes, yes, yes. But yes. when there's no ask, yes. you know, made... It's about intention. Yes. And, and then, again, like I said, the steps taken, like, critically steps taken, like, you you, you plotted, or you, you had the weapon, yeah. you put yourself in their environment. Yeah. Well, that's why it's, like, manslaughter versus, you know, murder mm-hmm. in the first degree, or whatever. Yep, yep. I, and I am not well-versed, but I do know that much, that there's, like, a difference yeah, yeah, between yeah. premeditated versus mm-hmm. mine, and the, the, yeah, the weight that comes with that. Um... Yeah, but I, I think individually, though, as we as I'm saying, like structuring, like going back to like the bad, yes. you know, understanding of perspective, and yeah. it's like for our individual own selves, but before we even get to like systematic sort of mm-hmm. approaches, because when like it's like on a once one level, and that's yes. the thing that we exactly. we we I think we're we're we, we need to unpack is that like we have to understand things for ourselves, mm-hmm. like not from a system perspective, uh, yes, exactly. and to and yes, we've been I'm learning, we've been socialized in the system, we've been conditioned in the system, we are even been marginalized within that same system however we we can't keep operating within that well system. that's why unlearning is part of the shadow work it is it is so much yeah. a part of it because, and that's why go ahead. Okay, that's also why certain religions are enforced indoctrinated because it's a system of control though more spiritual or less um tied or bound or adherent to these dominant religions you become the the more you know free or the more access like the more yeah free thinking that's a spicy provocative word to say <laughs> uh the more free thinking you are but like obviously like there's extremes to everything so like there's the kanye free thinker and then there's the just out just outside of center <laughs> it's a spectrum it is um, a spectrum. and i think in that we we have to go we have to again go back to what's in reality yes and so like Kanye free thinking, you know, really wanted to deny things that happened um, and how they happened Mm -hmm. um, and what the causes of those Mm -hmm. things were happening. Mm -hmm. And I think we have to recognize that he's entitled to think that. But but his platform gives him a responsibility that he should. And then when we talk about accountability, right, if he is going to say ignorant stuff, then he shouldn't say it on as big of his platform. But I think. I, I, but see, here's the thing. Like, if we think about like, it this way, we think about it this way. Who gets held responsible for spreading misinformation? But see, here, but that's the problem. We, we like, got to go back to like, like with intents to harm. We got to go back to like more information being spread because if more of us have the like at, what took place, not how we like again, not how we felt about it mm-hmm. as it happened or because it happened, but what took place. And, and just talk about that, what took place. And like, what took place is black people have been in this country for over 400 years, and we don't have half yeah. of, of what this country has created Fact. for itself. Yes. So that's what took place. Or no, what we built. We don't have half of what we built. Sure. I, I, thank you for that. <laughs> thank you. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Um, putting it just like that. And so it's like we, we, we don't have to argue about how we feel yeah. about that. We have to argue about, like, yo. Now what? Yeah. Like, what, how do you how do you how do you rationalize that 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 took that happened? Yeah. Oh, oh well, racism was the issue. Right. Oh, so what are we gonna do about it? Like, yeah, we don't have exactly. to talk about our feelings. Right. We can talk about what happened. Well, yeah. What is the re- reparative measure? Yes. <laughs> like, and so I I get to you know 
more of us having the information allows us to be like, yo, Kanye, fuck off. Like, man, yeah. you wrong. But do you think that, let me say this, like, even if we are able to dismiss him like that, do you think that him doing these things is distracting Yes. From the cause. Yes. Okay. In this current moment, yes. Because and we, as irresponsible. Because not enough of, of us have the information. Right. Um, you know, and so because of that, it, it causes harm yes. to where we're not informed. Like, one of my homeboys that's actually going to be on the show later in the season, um, we're actually going to come talk about, like, this idea of subject, subjective, you know, backlash. Mm. And, you know, what that really, like, is because a lot of it is not informed. Yeah. Um, it's choosy. Yeah. And recognizing like it is bandwagoning. That that's it. Yeah. So that's essentially where where we're going with yeah. that conversation. Yeah. And so like like again like I go to Jalen Brown like I wish he to shut the fuck up <laughs> like because and, and Aaron Donald because it's like you only dropped him after this like so you you were bandwagon right. because there was anti blackness yeah. you know within his his movement before mm-hmm. like Trump was anti black I'm mm-hmm. sorry yeah oh like yes. he was. <laughs> He was pro capitalism. He wasn't. He wasn't pro black men. He was pro capitalism, yeah. um, and that's something that we can unpack at some point too. Um, well, actually, let me read this real quick. There was this um, this article in the New Yorker. I mean, or New York Magazine, the last this last week about Kanye being the face of black conservatism, and he says, "If West is falling anywhere, it's into the waiting arms of a right wing ecosphere." that has shown few reservations about embracing troubled mouthpieces like him. His conspiratorial prejudices, thirst for attention at all costs, and animosity toward his critics in the entertainment business make him a perfect fit for a conservative media environment that has turned the combination of those features into a thriving industry. Capitalism. Mm -hmm. The cherry on top of this rancid Sunday is that West is black. Modern Republicans, hounded by accusations of racism, have long paraded the black allies they can attract. Mm -hmm. So... Herschel Walker. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Shucking and jiving on the damn stage. Legit. And and honestly, a ton of other, uh, you know, black Republican elected officials. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, yes. Tim Scott. Uh, we're still looking for that police reform bill. Um, and so, as we just, like, start to wrap up the conversation, I, I, I appreciate that additional perspective. Um, because, again, like, it's, it's misinformation. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it only makes him, you know, more attractive mm-hmm. to... To be used as a puppet. To, beyond that, like, it makes him also attractive to the people who, you know, are in similar situations without the same sort of oh, means yes. mm-hmm. within our community. Yeah. Um, it it and makes them... And have nothing to lose, so it emboldens them in a way that could cause more harm. Like, the system's already against me. Mm-hmm. Oh, I see that. Yeah. yeah, that's why I don't have it now. Yeah. It's just like... And and again, that's that's dangerous because it, it, it creates it creates real division and mm-hmm. fractions mm-hmm. within you know the, the, the population and sphere. Well, I love that we were finally able to reach common ground on this, y'all. Y'all don't understand me and Ro were like DMing about this for hours, responding to each other's stories, tagging each other in links to listen to to watch, like going in for like a good twelve hours, and this we really finally resolved it just now, like we. It, yes. it, it's not we're not on a different page as no. we were just talking about it you know you know different perspective and now we have the conversation you know the space that like really yeah. you know delve into it because it really was about accountability and, uh-huh. and but i think what we just unpacked is that what is he being he what should he be held accountable for is it the anti perceived anti-semitic remarks or is it the downstream harm that he is causing to the black community by being so irresponsible with That's exactly what he should be held accountable for. Okay. Because, see, my, my criticism came of Kanye 
uh, uh, realistically, when he started the Sunday service uh-huh. uh, gimmick, yeah, that really gimmick, to, yes, that and and to because to me that was about the the downward stream yeah. harm, yeah, because it wasn't like I'm sorry, like you weren't you you, you weren't what you were presenting, yeah, yeah. you were not that it's in a, any it's form a bamboo, or fashion, bamboo, yeah. And so I just like it was dangerous. And exploited, yes. And then you know there was there was the Trump you know yeah. association. Yeah. And so at that point it was just like no I can't yeah. like I, but, I can't. Well, but I guess when we were having our conversation, what I was trying to get you to see as I guess an ally um, to the Jewish community, I'm just like okay, but from their perspective, there's real downstream harm. Like I had showed him a rel a tweet of MIA that, tweeting something about. Jewish, like these particular Jewish last names being po- equaling power or equaling rich power. Um, and then there was a whole thread that broke down just like why this is problematic, why this is it's like a dog whistle basically for anti Semitism and like the um, and hate crimes against Jews. And how if you go on like a 4chan or whatever those like extremist channels are called, like they'll take it and run with it. They'll see a tweet like that and just like know that that means, all right, we up, like we going to like go deaf country or whatever, you know, like Kanye said. And so I think that's harm, you know, in the same way that we can say like Kanye is harming the black community because he's being a hypocrite and he's also like associating himself with like anti-black people. Um, But that it's, it's also harm. Like him saying those anti-Semitic things is harmful to the Jewish community. Yes. No, that's not empowering in the same way. That's not empowering the ignorance. That's not disputed. I won't dispute that. Okay. Um, because like we can look at it in, in real time of, you know, the, the most recent mass shooting in the US yes. you know, at the Q nightclub. Yeah. Um, and the attack on, you know, the LGBTQ right. community. And so like there is there's real harm that does take place. Yes. And so I will never deny again what takes place. Mm-hmm. And so from, you know, Kanye's tweets, if someone says, yo, uh, Kanye inspired me to, you know, do X, mm-hmm. Y, and Z. So they have to name the No, the no, 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 no. Because I, I will, I've already called Kanye trash for the, the right. statement in, in general because right. it, it, again, The defies... problem is Kanye's trash for too many things. Exactly. So <laughs> it's like, it's no, like, we, we also, again, have to recognize that that person's misinformed. So yeah. again, they're misinformed, they're trash for their statement, yeah. you know, whatever they said. The person who also carried out the act is even trash oh, yeah, because they went and so did they, something yeah. specific. Yeah. So I don't, I don't ever deny that. Yeah. I don't ever want to get into where it's like we have conversations, particularly when they're when we're talking about blackness, mm-hmm. um, where it's like, well, you know, they feel bad. I'm not in the I'm not in honestly in the care, in the business of caring that whether they feel mm-hmm. bad because the reality is that's not my community and I didn't experience okay. that that yeah. level of harm mm-hmm. and from that perspective. Yeah. And so I don't I'm not going to talk on it. Mm-hmm. I can recognize that the Holocaust took place. Mm-hmm. I can I can say that that it was a, it was a terrible yeah. it was but an the atrocity. solidarity stopped there. The solidarity no the solidarity don't really stop there. The solidarity okay. stops at I don't have to battle their their cause for for justice, I don't have mm. to demean their cause. For, I don't have to pit it up against okay, my okay, cause okay, okay. for justice. I can, can I ask you a question? Okay, I totally hear that perspective. However, regardless of how long it took, we did have a number of white and Jewish and other non-black allies in our fight for abolition mm-hmm. from slavery here mm-hmm. in the U.S. And a lot of other revolutions involved the assistance, right, mm-hmm. of those that are non-black. So I think 
what do we say to that? Then like do because they if they showed up for us in some ways, then it, do like if, you know if we're talking about allyship for our uh, fellow man, like why wouldn't we? We go back to the non marginalization uh-huh. um, and recognizing that again allyship is recognizing that you like in in full oh so you could be an ally but not a co-conspirator yes got it Okay. Exactly. I don't. I, yeah. I, I you don't, don't have I, the capacity for co-conspiracy. No, I don't. I, I don't. I, no, and and honestly, to I, be frank, I don't have it outside of the door of black. Yeah. Yes. And, yes. And, yes. And, okay. And, okay. Because your your identity is black first. Yes. 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 I don't have it outside of the door yes. of black, so I don't have to stand in opposition. Yeah. Because the reality is, I know that they're they, they may have. They again, they may have inherited prejudices or some biases yeah, that have formed throughout life with just their experiences. Yeah, yeah, they may have those, but yeah. I also know the reality of the people who who are who are marginalized in mm-hmm. these spaces that 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 I know at least connect similar to my experience similarly mm-hmm. to my experience yeah. because again, the Holocaust it connects yeah. similarly to right. my experience, right. but the the progress after that yeah. don't connect to my That's experience. Exact. That's a fact. So under that 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 understanding, it's again, I I don't I don't really have it for yeah. anybody else. Yeah. But there are that. there are groups where it's like okay, I don't again, I don't have to stand in opposition. Mm-hmm. I know that again, like the marginalized groups within yeah. that space. Not to mention, you're not in a place where you can oppress them. So it's like no, yeah, like it's and, no and even if it's I just, am, even if it. I find myself in a in a, in a privileged yeah. position, yeah, you wouldn't. Yeah. I'm not because again, I don't have to oppress their movement. And I don't have to stand. Yes. yes. Exactly. And and. And in, and in small ways, individually, that's why I get back to like connecting with our essence, ourselves, mm-hmm. like individually within our communities, mm-hmm. our environment, yeah. is that I've hired, uh, you know, diverse staff. Yeah. Like I, I talked about this in my, actually my cover letter. I remember working with the library. I hired a team of, of, of five diverse staff mm-hmm. women, like uh, Hispanic women, yeah. um, you know, Afri- of African descent, you know, mm-hmm. first, uh, first generation yeah. American. Yeah. Um, black, like yeah. you know, to ensure like there was that diversity yeah. there amongst the you know my team. Yes. Um, and in that, because like I don't have to stand in the way like oh just because yeah. they're not black oh I'm like, I can't like yeah. no they're the best candidate right. they're that's me being you know in my individual capacity and then also that means spirit. that they can be an authentic voice for their marginalization mm-hmm. and their communities mm-hmm. and you don't have to do that you don't have to do that work I haven't seen you black can just Panther. show up for blackness and that's good. <laughs> I, exactly. Yeah. I haven't seen Black Panther, but I've, I've heard about not a lot about the movie. Not no, the sorry, the, the second. That's one. the new one. Okay. Uh, the new one. I meant the new one. Um, but I've heard the the conversation around you know the representation mm-hmm. of you know of I don't even want to mis mis uh, phrase this, but of the actor and his you know Mexican heritage yes. roots. Yeah, I, I think that's the best way I can frame yeah. it mm-hmm. um, from my understanding of yeah. it. And recognizing that, you know, that was a part of the storyline and they took, you know, great steps to ensure that there was, you know, fair representation mm-hmm. in that. Um, that is allyship and, 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 their, and then in their yeah. space, a co-conspiratorship yeah. yes. um, that took place. Because you're actually giving some of your privilege away or you're in... in- you're creating a, a you're creating greater of, access. Yeah, greater access. You're creating exactly. greater access, exactly. and you're now giving them agency. Yes, because yes. that now adds to their uh, abilities. That gives them privilege yes. now. Yeah, that we want to with great power comes great responsibility. Yes, that we exactly what I was going mm-hmm. to. We want to hold them accountable mm-hmm. for now giving back. So when we talk about black yes. billionaires, it's like you got to give back, you and you got to give back, back more, more than what you take. <laughs> 
Like it's got to yes. start. Like it's got to start to be like 60, 40, yes. 70, 30. Like yes. oh, I'm profiting. This is what's giving back because like you got to recognize that like you're helping it in, in marginalized ways. Yeah. yeah. Like it, it, it's it's real, and so it's just like that's that's the piece that that's where we're at it's like recognizing that like as we are looking to elevate ourselves that we really have to be giving back out and, mm-hmm. and wait and giving more Lived back as you climb. yes yeah like we have in to be giving out more in a real way though like yes dead ass yes <laughs> and like people think like oh i have to like oh do i have to donate do i have to volunteer it's like we have to recognize it's individually and there's so much like black people are starved in more in more resources than just money mm-hmm and so there's so many ways you can give of yourself or you can mm-hmm. add value to the black community that doesn't necessarily mm-hmm. mean a monetary donation or like mm-hmm. you can give of your time. You can give like do mentorship or through volunteering in, you know, less fortunate places um, that need the assistance. You can, I don't know, like you can spread information. Mm-hmm. Um, you, yeah, More black people others, showing up like, at poll sites as poll yes, workers. Yes, yes. Yes, you can also run for office if that's your prerogative. But like, yeah, there's so many ways that you can give back without it having, like, without having the monetary means to do so. Um, and it's arguably way more valuable. Like, because again, what we talk, and even just sometimes, maybe you don't have the capacity to give it in any way. But just by showing up as your full self and being honest with yourself and getting to the essence, as we've been talking about, and then showing up authentically every day. You are unknowingly inspiring other people to do the same, mm-hmm. and you're also, you know, showing that you know you're you're providing that representation that maybe not otherwise wouldn't be there. So it's just so important. Yo, you just said it right there. It's like showing up as your authentic self allows you to get back to you. It allows you to be the essence. Yes. And so, like, it's necessary you unpack your yourself. Do the mm-hmm. shadow work. Mm-hmm. Uh, tap into your astrology. Go to go get your charts. Like yes. okay, let's 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 bring this full circle. So like, we're we we gotta recognize that you know identifying under the the umbrella of blackness, um, there's a need to better ourselves to challenge white supremacy and mm-hmm. you know patriarchy and in that capitalism. Yes. Um, we 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 have to find a way to to ensure that there's more informed information based off of both what has happened and 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 make space for the people to talk about their feelings about what has happened yes um and without judgment yes mm-hmm. yes 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 and we get there through understanding ourselves yeah. so that we can be able to voice, articulate articulate yeah. vocalize what we want to say vocalize yeah. how we feel and vocalize how we felt yeah and vocalize what you want people to do about it because mm-hmm. That's help me help you, bro. <laughs> so I want to get to before we wrap up is how do we get there? Mm-hmm. What would you say are three things holistically to one better understand your astrology, mm-hmm. um, two to better understand yourself, three to tap in with your community. Ooh, okay, so first to understand uh, astrology. astrology. I would say, so there's this book that I really love. It's called The Stars Within. And it really just breaks it down in a digestible way. All the different, like, elements and signs and the modalities and just all the different planets, what their influences are, the mythology behind, you know, certain 
constellations, all the things. It's just very thorough and but easy to understand. It's not overwhelming. Um, but first, before you even get there, you'll probably need some just at least make sure you have your birth time. Like you see all the memes joking about like, you know, asking your mom for your birth time. But like that ass, you need your birth time um, so you can know your um, I think it's your rising sign that changes every two hours. So and also the moon, like knowing your birth time and location is important. So get that information. You could Google like free natal chart or download like CoStar mm -hmm. or Pattern is actually my favorite like, like app. Pattern. The Pattern is so lit. It's like because it adds like this psychological layer <laughs> and like emotional like details. Like uh -huh. it's just really good. Um, so yeah, so download CoStar, download Pattern, enter your birth chart details, um, your birth time and place and all of that. And then um, it'll tell you what your planet positions are and like what placements yep, yep. you have, um, what signs are in which place. And then you could go dive into the stars within book. Okay. That's the first answer. So second answer, um, how would you understand yourself? Um, or what resources to help you understand yourself? Well, those, that's actually the, doing that first is actually super helpful. Cause it's going to just, you're going to wind up going down a rabbit hole of, other books or blogs or websites, whatever. It's like, you're going to see it's way more than the horoscopes you see in the damn newspaper and all that. Like, it's so much deeper than that. And it's just like, again, just information for you to, it's not in a, like a description of your life. It's, it's about the influences on your life and that we always still have free will. We can make our own choices, but it's, so you have information of like what was influencing your body at the moment you were born. And, like, how that, like, as the planets continue to move in certain ways through our life, like, it's going to impact you in different ways. And so it's just, it's helpful um, to get to know yourself better. And then I would say, what do I, I mean, I would ask yourself questions. Well, go to therapy. Yeah. <laughs> Mm -hmm. to get to know yourself better because I was about to say something fluffy and then I'm just I gotta get to like mm -hmm. go to therapy because for real for real having a good therapist is one that you feel comfortable with and safe with is gonna help you literally get to the root of so much of like we talk about funny like your inner child and like t like pleasing your inner child but that shit is so real y'all mm -hmm. like and you really have to get to know, like, who you were before you were influenced by the world mm -hmm. and, like, your family mm -hmm. and, like, all of the things you were indoctrinated with. You have to do that unlearning. Mm -hmm. Like, so go to therapy to not only, um, it's not just about unpacking trauma, but unpacking just, like, who you are. Mm -hmm. What are the things that shaped you? And how did you get here? Mm -hmm. And then, then you can talk about, like, what are your challenges and make, they can offer potential tools or suggestions as to how you can accomplish what you're looking to get out of your life. But like, it really starts with interrogating like what, what does success look like for you before you were taught something? Mm -hmm. And what, what does happiness look like for you before you were taught something? And like, then challenging yourself to do that mm -hmm. every fucking day. Like, how do I honor myself? How do I stop betraying my, my inner child? Mm -hmm. Um, and what's the last one? The last Community. question? Community. Ooh, okay. So, well, Rel said it earlier. I do host salons. And I think, you know, what I found in doing so is that it was just such a needed uh, space, both intellectually but also emotionally for just, you know, folks from different paths coming together to just talk about what's affecting us in the present day and also, like, our identities, unpacking our identities and, like, how it impacts how we interact with each other. Mm. Um, and I love it because it really just, you know, it inspires so much 
curiosity and open-mindedness and then also then you know there's i never give anybody homework or anything but it's i would like to think it's very thought-provoking and it causes mm-hmm. people to like then you know each one's each one or each one you're gonna move differently having been in the space and having discussed certain things and then it might cause you to act differently towards the next person it for for better or for worse um but i would hope it's for better <laughs> and um yeah but i think everybody can do stuff like that just hold space like whatever that looks like for you hold space um and you know try to share as much truthful information honest information as possible you know i want to add to two points that you said and then i want to add a a fifth one to to, to wrap this up um but i want to start with like the salon aspect of it because like uh i don't want to give too much away because it's not like it's a secret society (laughs) but we do ask for trust um but i can definitely say that it is damn sure Mm thought-provoking and and it doesn't just stay with you you know in that space because like i said like i I had been thinking about like that concept of like how do you get to like who decides yes and like i only you know was able to get to the point of like you know the understanding that it's not about you know who necessarily gets to decide but it's about what took place and then there's a feelings that we talk about afterwards or or about you know what took place yes Mm -hmm. yes yes Mm -hmm. yes yes and who should be doing Mm -hmm. something and what that something looks Mm -hmm. like that's what the conversation is and you know we got to that by you know having you know it start there and like you know taking time to add more perspective Mm -hmm. and have you know those conversations that we had it was very spirited it it was very spirited it was great i I loved it it was invigorating yes it it damn sure was um and so that that's actually what i'm coming to on the fifth part of this right and the other part um that i want to talk about is like therapy that you mentioned Mm -hmm. um and, you know, really, like, investigating ourselves because our inner child yeah. is really important to mm-hmm. our, our our life. Yeah. Like, we have to, like, start to, like, unpack to know that that's, that's a real thing. Yeah. Like, it's not, it's, it, it is, there is an adult aspect to what we have to do. And we can call that, like, you know, paying the bills, mm-hmm. you know, showing up at work, you know, if we have kids, you yeah. know, taking care of the kids. Responsibilities. Yes. Yes. Um, but our inner child has to be, you know, cultivated, you know, yeah. within our inner, our, our it's, adult it's self. It's literally like the place where you feel most free mm-hmm. and most safe. Mm-hmm. And, and so you got to really start to interrogate what that looks like for you. I realize it's my creativity. Mm-hmm. Like I remember, uh, in college, uh, around Valentine's day, I wasn't sure I was going to have money to get a gift. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, how can I like really like, you know, be nice and like, you know, something sweet yeah. and like, you know, rememberable. Yeah. And so I made like, I made a handmade card, but it wasn't just like a simple, like, you know, twofold. Yeah. Like I had like multiple pages yes. and I had like, you know, cute cartoon cutouts that I, hu- yes. I colored and I like, I wrote poems that. inside of it. Um, and I was able to, you know, get some money and like, so I was able to get a gift added to that, mm-hmm. but that card, you know, meant yeah. something. And so for me, like, it's always been, like, this idea of, like, just being creative. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've had a blog before. And you creative know. expression. And I felt yeah. comfortable expressing myself mm-hmm. as a kid. Yeah. Like, I look back at pictures, and I'm I'm the silly one. Yeah. I'm the one, you know, always mm-hmm. in something, you know, uh, yes. And that a- makes sense. Aquarius. Aquarius. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, 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 and as an adult now, like, I think about, like, you know, in terms of, like, how I, I want to situate myself, like, as, as an adult, like, you know, you know, to have levels of freedom, you know, to just do things that, you know, my inner child may, you know, mm-hmm. spirit me to do. Uh, you know, I've taken, you know, trips at random. 
you know, I've, you know, disconnected with things, you know, mm-hmm. at random and still been full of myself at the same time. Yeah. And that, that disconnection is so important. I know we talked a lot about just like unlearning the, the systems and all the things, but like for real, for real, it's just, you can just disconnect in small ways um, from just like the, the routine, the grind, mm-hmm. and just like sit. And, and a lot of people say meditation. I'm, I personally am not good at meditating. Like, I just, my Same. mind is too distracted. Same. But so if, if you're like us, then, you know, sometimes it's literally just like taking a quiet moment where you're just not actively consuming things or multiple things and just trying to sit with your thoughts. And that could look like journaling or that could look like listening to music, but, you know, really just like, sitting with how you feel, observing your nervous system, and then, like, also honoring, like, you know, impulsivity is, can be a little bad if it's used improperly. But I do think, at the core, impulsivity is about honoring your emotions mm-hmm. in that moment. Mm-hmm. And, and being honest mm-hmm. with yourself and being, and letting yourself have mm-hmm. the freedom to do mm-hmm. what feels good. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. As long as it's not harming anybody else. I, right? I agree. And so I think it's just that, like, that type of, like, that quieting of, like, other stuff activities and just like getting to the core of like what feels good for you in that moment what what would you like to do and like don't overanalyze it that is going to start to feel like feel so good and so natural and that's the honoring of your inner child as well and it's i'm going to add something to that because you talked about like breathing and being one with yourself and i want to shout out an episode that i I have done about meditation and so like that can come through realistically like masturbating Oh yeah, because like it's the moment that I know for myself that I have found. It's when you quiet distraction. It's it's yes. the quiet distraction. It's oftentimes is. impulsive. Yeah. Um, but I I think about my breathing mm-hmm. in the moment. Mm-hmm. Like I think it, yes yes mm-hmm. I think about my entire body like yes. the, the 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 actual uh what's the technical term for our our physiological yes 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 yes, yes the entire yeah. you know my exoskeleton yes. my my yes. And so, like, thinking about, like, how to be able to tap in with yourself and, like, mm-hmm. find, you know, those moments. Yeah. Because then that... For some start... people, that's through running. Yes. Like, yeah. Yes, like, yes. any type the of adrenaline way you're doing rush, a focused the oxytocin, activity. Yes. yes. And through our... The, the endorphins running yes. through our body. Absolutely. And, and it's necessary, I think, to, to create space for that, you know, yes. so that we can get to that. Yes. And so that leads me to, like, you know, back to, like, you know, the same space. Because children are about happiness by any means. Yes! That's really what it is. And there's so many different happy hormones like, you know, oxytocin and serotonin and dopamine and like that. And, but there's different things, activities or experiences like being in the sun that trigger different yes. happy hormones. But like really inner, honoring your inner child is about like, what does happiness look like for me right now? Because that's what children are concerned yes. about. Yes. Like, and if you don't tell me no. A friend of mine, a friend of mine posted her baby uh, the other day pulling his clothes out of the, his uh, his clothes bag, yeah. and she was like, "I'm not even gonna bother him." Yeah, because like, it's, it's also not hurting me right now. She, that's exactly what she said. Yeah. She's not. Bother, it's gonna take me two seconds to put those and stuff it's back him in. Happy right now. Exactly with that, and yeah. she's like, "I don't know why he just." But to him, it's like it's fun. And I yeah. think about my own stuff. Like I played in powder, yes. and I played in Vaseline, yes. and I like you know I remember like being drumming around the house, and it's like mm. I don't know why, but it was fun. Yeah. And I just leaned into yes. it. And I think about like, you know, as a as a professional that works in social justice, I have been really trying to figure out how to create a safe space mm-hmm. for us to like peer event. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, sitting here to talk about like, you know, the salons, like I now want to like just, now we have it in person again. It's like create some sort of like safe space, like yeah. just quiet, like safe space, like just come and like, like, explore. It, it, yes, and explode if need be. Mm-hmm. But like, 
it be safe yeah. and like know that mm-hmm. like it's 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 amongst you know peers that that have an understanding of what it is because yeah. it's so and needed. and there's this thing called like collective effervescence mm. um and it's more it's a sociological sociological term but it's more i think i usually experience it when i'm at a concert for example like you know, listening to a lot of music with a bunch of people that's vibrating on the same frequency, all the things, like, because there's, there's science in that, too, like, us all, like, chakras being aligned in the same way and vibrating at the same time, like, sound frequencies impact the body just like the rest of our environment. So, anyway, I say that to say that collective effervescence, that, 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 be, it's something about being in community with people while you're, you're happiest. Mm. That is like community, contagious. Community, yes. Yes, it's contagious. Like it literally is self-sustaining because if I'm focused on my happiness and you're focused on your happiness and our happiness both happen to happen at the same time in the same place, like it's literally just like like it's majestic. Growing. Yes. yes, it it's connective. Yes. It's 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 realistically it yes. It's pleasure. Um, so the last point I was I was gonna add to this is uh, follow us. Because yeah. like that's that's where I think you know it's it can start for for everyone listening to this episode. So uh, I want to say thank you for this conversation um, because it thank has you. been it's been beautiful. Yes. Um, we really we covered a lot and I think it was done. I told y'all before it was like it's gonna come like in this intellectual way and it, it, <laughs> it, I, I think we we most certainly accomplished yes. that. I was a little limited, um, so some, sometimes I might have went on a tangent. No, but I like it, it connected. <laughs> like that, we still connected the dots. That was, that was the beauty, but that's what I'm saying. Like, it has to happen that yeah. way. You know, it has to happen like, as a conversation. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and these are, I think, the conversations that, you know, are covered in our in our ecosystem yes. with, as individuals. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, please drop your info. Yes, my Instagram is Sade, S-A-D-E-N-I-N, Stereo, S-T-E-R-E-O. Um, on Twitter as well, that same thing, Sade and Stereo. And, uh, yeah, I really, I'm also post, like, me frolicking outside in the summertime on my feed and mostly on my stories, all the intellectual shit, just FYI. <laughs> Twitter is just random amalgamation of the two. Um, but, yeah, look forward to hopefully following some of y'all back. Um, yeah. And thank you, Rel, so much for, mm-hmm. for this platform, for this space. It's beautiful. This has been a beautiful conversation. Yeah. I'm so, so happy we had it. Uh, y'all know where to find us. Everybody mad pod on IG, Facebook. Everybody mad on all major streaming platforms. Uh, everybody mad pod at gmail.com. Uh, before we get out of here, uh, what's a quote you going with this week? Oh my God. Think big, bitch. Ooh. And I, that's, that's Ooh. a remnant from my birthday celebration. Actually, um, we, we had some, I had a, moon circle and some tower readings and sound bath meditation you know very high vibes and um part of what came out of that like the message was around expansion and so we're about to have this new moon in Sagittarius on mm-hmm. November 23rd and Sagittarius is moved by Jupiter which is the planet of expansion and if y'all get that book y'all will learn about it um but yeah like it's definitely it's the energy of like thinking big and manifesting you know what your, your best life looks like and so that's the energy I'm trying to be in right now Think big, bitch. Mm. I know y'all saw that video on, on, on IG and TikTok. Oh, man. That, that's energy. Uh, I got to follow it up with simply, like, something I've been reminding myself. It's the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a conversation with my, shout out to my homegirl, Connie. Uh, she'll actually be back this season, too. Um, it's the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. And I have, I know I have the will 
um, the access, the ability to to impose my will. Mm. Um, and so it's the fourth quarter, and that's what that's what I'm leaning into specifically this week uh, for the rest of the month, for the rest of the year. Mm. Uh, so again, it's like the the clo- like closing the closing yes the closing yeah like you got grand closing there mm-hmm. we go yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah no I, I guess i struggle sometimes with the idea like i'm thinking either in the context of sports fourth quarter is like it's the last period you got to get it done right but also the pressure from you know for being fourth quarter in the corporate context mm-hmm. like wrapping up financials mm-hmm. and all, all of that and or hitting targets and stuff like that and so didn't know which you were referring okay. to in the sense but either way i got the, i got the energy and yeah it's it's the closeout regardless yeah. of whether it's the financials meeting mm-hmm. the benchmarks uh the game mm-hmm. you know coming down to zero and so like Dotting eyes, crossing mm-hmm. T's, yeah. uh, is essentially, yeah, yeah, you know, shit in order. Yeah, because, uh, you know, again, like, just, you know, close out, creating space uh, for rest. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, being create, being able to create space to, you know, center yourself. Absolutely. I think is important so that you have the ability yeah. to, you know, drive when you need yeah. to drive in these moments. Yeah, so. and, you need, and you have to dot all the I's and cross the T's in order to be able to rest th- thoroughly. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Exactly. You, know, you got to get a job well done for, mm-hmm. yourself, for yourself. Yeah, so you're not anxious thinking about what you didn't do. <laughs> exactly. Uh, we out of here. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. We as a people will get to the promised land. I promise you, we as a people will get there.